the Lord. Why don't you give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning? Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. And he said, Forgetting all of his benefits, who heals all your diseases, forgives all your iniquity. I'm telling you, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't deserve him. I know that. I know where I come from. And, I, and I, I'm just here to declare to you this morning, I haven't forgotten. It's, it's been a while, praise God. Uh, I've been in the kingdom of God, trying to serve him for several years now. But I haven't forgotten, amen. I don't want to waller in it, amen. But I haven't forgotten where he dug me out of, amen. I, I, I remember, amen, the, 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 the sin he brought me out of. I, I'm thankful this morning for the blood and the mercy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning, Amen. Hallelujah. He forgave my stealing. He forgave my blasphemy. Come on, somebody. He forgave my drunkenness. He forgave, uh, amen, all of that. Amen. And not only did he do that and wash me from that, he delivered me. Amen. Set my feet upon a rock. And not only did he do that, but since I've been saved, I'm happy to declare to you, he's been sanctifying me. He's been helping me. When I didn't measure up, he brought me further anyways. Come on. Amen. When I, when I wasn't, oh, come on. He's been helping me. I'm telling you, if it hadn't been for the Lord that was on our side, amen, I'm telling you, amen, what a benefit he has Amen. Brought into your life and my life. And we are privileged to be here with you this morning. Amen. Mark's Gospel chapter 2. Let me say as you're turning there, thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. We had such a wonderful time last time we were here. Not only in services, but uh, God moved around these altars. We just had a great day. I'm expecting more of the same and even greater yet still. Amen. And uh, also, we just enjoy... Being around the fellowship, amen. I like, I like your pastor. I'll be honest with you, I like your pastor. I mean, he's not from Texas, but I like him. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. We're just adopting. He's an official. Let's go on and make him an official Texan this morning. Praise God. That'd be good. Amen. <laughs> See, there's about four that agree. Praise God. You got four of them on your side. Amen. Praise God. It's better than none. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I just appreciate your pastor's great, great friend in the Lord. And, and I know that the Lord is going to deal with us this morning. I don't have a complicated thought this morning. I'm just going to preach to you. I, I didn't make this into a sermon. I didn't make this into, uh, I didn't make it into a, a message with three points and a poem and a, and a description and illustration. And it's not polished. This is not Bible college stuff here. I just come to tell you what God told me to tell you. That's all I'm here to do this morning. I showed up for one purpose is to tell you what God said. Tell those folks at Victory Temple. So when you know you hear me preaching when God's talking to you this morning. Amen. Not because of me. But I'm just telling you what he told me about four days ago. Amen. He told me, amen. This thought here laid Mark's gospel chapter 2 upon my heart. And I just want to preach to you for a little while this morning. Amen. Out of this uh, passage of scripture. We're going to begin reading at verse number 1. The Bible said, and again he entered into Capernaum. And after some days, it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Man, that's just what he does. He preached the word unto them. 
They came unto him bringing one sick of the palsy. And that means he was paralyzed basically. He was unable to move which was born of four. Amen. Four friends brought this man to Jesus. Amen. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press. They uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up. Oh look here. Had broken it up. Amen. Yeah. How they just got that thing out of the way and they let him down in his bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay in Jesus. Amen. Saw their faith. Amen. He saw their faith. Now when I looked at that church, I want you to understand in the original it denotes active faith. Active faith. When he saw their active faith. Faith. He didn't say saw their dead faith. Didn't say saw their religion. Come on here. Didn't say saw their church attendance. Said he saw their active faith. Amen to God. They were doing something. They were on the move. Amen. For the humanity that had need of Jesus. Amen. And they were bringing him there. Active faith. And he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son. Oh man. I'm telling you what better words human ears ever heard than to hear Jesus say, Son. Ooh, I remember when I was 17 years old and heard the gospel for the first time. He said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there, amen, and reasoned in their hearts. Why did this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Man, they had that part right. They just didn't know who he was. Praise God. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, and he sees on the inside, folks. He, they reason within themselves. They're not talking to nobody. They didn't make a Facebook post. They didn't Twitter somebody. They just kept it all inside. Reason within themselves. Jesus saw and reasoned. He said, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it's easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven. The earth to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Come on, shout with me there. He said through the sick of palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. I want to preach to you for a few minutes this morning. And I pray you'll respond appropriately. Not amen so the preacher can amen make a post on Facebook and say, well, I had a bunch of folk in the altars this morning. But I pray you'll respond appropriately because Jesus, amen, wants to touch you this morning. Amen to God. I want to preach to you for a few minutes with the help of God. Don't miss your opportunity. Hallelujah to God. Father, we love you here this morning. We're asking you right now that the mighty Holy Ghost of God, amen, who is not man, that the Holy Ghost of God who is beyond man, that the Spirit of God that is greater, hallelujah to God, than anything we've ever come in contact with, that that Holy Ghost of God would rest upon even greater yet still in this house. We've worshipped. We've prepared an atmosphere for the manifestation of Christ. We've prepared our hearts to receive the Word. Now, Father, I pray right now, let the touch of God come in this place. Let Jesus be glorified in no man. Let Christ receive all of the glory, all of the honor and the praise in this house. I pray, Lord, that you'd hide your servant behind the cross. Lord, I have no ability, but I'm dependent upon yours. And I know that your spirit of God and your grace is sufficient for this hour. Help us, Lord, this day. Hallelujah to God to be in these altars. Hallelujah. Let our hearts be prepared for what you would say and do in this place. We ask it all in the strength name of Jesus and everybody said amen hallelujah amen you may be seated in the house of the Lord don't miss your opportunity you know the Bible 
Amen. Is a replete record of those. Amen. That just simply took their liberty. Amen. Not to miss their opportunity. Amen to God. You know, opportunity, it, 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 it comes in a lot of different forms and, and a lot of different ways and a lot of different packages, amen, and in our lives. Opportunity is a favorable, amen, this is what the dictionary says, advantageous circumstance or a combination of circumstances. Huh? Amen. You look at this opportunity and you say, man, if I'll get in on that, it's going to be to my advantage. I don't know about you, but hey, when I heard the gospel for the first time, Amen. And I heard about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And I heard about stripes that would heal my body. And I heard about a resurrection that's coming one day. And I heard about a kingdom of God. I just begin to say, you know what? I think I'll get in on that. It's going to be to my advantage. Can you say amen? Circumstances begin to arrange themselves in my life. Amen. Nobody picked me up on the church bus. I had a Methodist preacher pick me up for church one time when I was a little kid. I remember, I don't remember his sermon but I remember Sunday school that morning they talked about David and Goliath amen man we made these cool little slingshots I'll never forget it never been in church in my whole life but I remember the Sunday school lesson oh man hallelujah all of a sudden my heart began to get stirred man I got home and I remembered that little red Gideon Bible that they gave me in the fifth grade you know you can't do that now because Jesus is the enemy Amen, but we got to move on from that, praise God. But I used to, you get fifth grade, Gideon's coming, give you a little red Bible. I went home, I got that red Bible. Amen, it just had Proverbs, Psalms, and the New Testament. I'm looking for David and Goliath in there. Man, my heart stirred. I, 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 wanted, I wanted to find that. I said, man, I've got an opportunity here. Amen, to get close to God. I wanted, my heart was stirred. I didn't come to God at that time. I drifted off into some things I shouldn't have been involved in, but thank God one day, hallelujah to God, amen, he made himself real to me, and he touched my heart, opportunity, amen, is knocking, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said, amen, the church at Ephesus, the church, amen, excuse me, of Laodicea, amen, the church of the people, that's literally what Laodicea means, of the people, the church that was of man, oh my, hallelujah, the church of the last days. He said, I stand at the door and I knock to anyone that open unto me. I'll come in. I'll sup with him. Amen. I'll fellowship with him. Come on. Opportunity is knocking on the door of the modern day church. Amen to God. This opportunity may bring us revival. This opportunity might bring you healing in your body. This opportunity might bring you a touch. He might touch your marriage. He might bring deliverance to a besetting sin. He might do all kind of things. Friend, I'm telling you today, don't miss your opportunity. You might be so discouraged this morning from circumstances and things. You say, well, it's not that good to me, preacher. Amen to God. I'm going to tell you it's always better than it could be, folks. Listen, you could be in eternity right now in thick, dark blackness in a de devil's hell separated from your Savior for eternity. It could always be worse. But you're here this morning. Glory to God. Amen. May not, and life may not be great and grand, but I can tell you, amen to God, there's an opportunity that I have and you have this morning. An opportunity to get in. An opportunity to gather. An opportunity to set aside things. Amen. And bring somebody close. Closer to God. Amen. Woo, I'm glad about four of you. That's probably the same four that want to make you Texan. The Texans said amen this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just letting you know this morning we have opportunity. 
opportunity is a fit, a convenient, seasonable time. Oh, man, I like that favorable chance. Now, I don't like chance because, amen, you might, it might be chance for some folk, but God is setting up a favorable time to get you and I in. Do you realize this morning, I can look back and I believe it's the same way in your life. That God arranged circumstances for me to come in contact with him. God arranged circumstances for me to come in contact with him. He arranged circumstances for you to come in contact with him. Oh, to avail yourself of such an opportunity, amen, would be the greatest thing that could happen in your life. I'll remind you this Bible, as I said earlier, it is a collection of people, amen, that amen, they just seized upon the opportunity. And it didn't matter who thought it was a good thing. The woman, amen, that was caught in the very act of adultery, she might have been a woman of the night uh, some point in time John chapter 8 I don't know if it's the same woman that came with the alabaster box uh, amen but that woman with the alabaster box she came amen she didn't come into a crowd oh my people say well I'd worship him a little bit more if I had the music was just right you know that organ that B3 organ we like that Mm -mm -mm. we even try to make the sounds Mm -mm -mm. amen amen don't even amen we just like it amen if I had the worship just right, if they could just sing something that'd make me move a little bit, praise God. Amen. If I could just get the preacher, if he could just, my preacher had a little bit of life in him, praise God. You know, this woman with the alabaster box, she didn't come into a situation, amen, where there was perfect worship and people that were backing her. She walked into the room and there was four Texans there. A whole house full, come on here, Amen. She walked in, she walked into the amen, there wasn't no amen corner, wasn't nobody backing her up. She walked in and she had a precious worship. She had something she wanted to pour on Christ. Amen, that was still part of the same crowd here. That's in Mark chapter 2, part of the same folk. They sitting around, they're not worshiping, they're not getting in, come on here. But this woman said, Jesus is here and it don't matter what everybody else is doing. I'm going to get in, I'm going to magnify, I'm going to tell him that I love him. I'm going to let him know I appreciate his mercy. I appreciate his forgiveness. I'm going to give him an extravagant worship. Are you with me this morning? She didn't have favorable circumstances to worship, but she worshiped anyways. Because the circumstances may not be favorable, but the opportunity can be. See, you've got opportunity this morning. Say, preacher, I'm late for work to church this morning. I had a flat tire. Amen. The other ones look like you can wash the dishes with them because there's so much metal hanging out of them. Amen. I don't have a raise. I've been demoted at work. Come on here. Amen. My dog keeps digging out under the fence. Are you hearing me? My neighbor shot my cat. Y'all, come on. Y'all know what we're talking about here. This happens. It's real life. I I burnt last night's supper. Come on. Oh, life is happening. The bills are due. Come on. Amen. All the grind of daily life is coming. I just don't think I can do it, friend. Amen. Opportunity doesn't always hinge on how good everything is. As a matter of fact, it probably won't be good all the time. But you can still have great opportunity this morning. Amen. 
Oh, my, my mind, I begin to think about this thought the Holy Ghost laid upon my heart. And I begin to think about, uh, amen, in Mark's gospel. Hallelujah to God, chapter 10. I begin to think about blind Bartimaeus. If you'll read that and go through there, I don't have time to read all of it to you. But as I was studying for this and looking over it, the Bible said, and Jesus, amen, this is, this is something here. The Bible said, listen, I'll just read a couple parts here. It said, and, and they came to Jericho, and as he, Jesus, went out of Jericho. In other words, he's leaving. He's leaving. Blind Bartimaeus began to cry out. He said, oh, my opportunity is not leaving me. You see, sometimes we're content to let Jesus come in and out of our lives and maybe he'll come back in and maybe I have opportunity. You might. I hope that's the case. I'm going to tell you, I've missed some opportunities with him. I'm just going to be honest with you. But friend, that's never been to my benefit, amen, to let him go out away from me. It's never been to my benefit to let him pass out of my life before I cry out and stop him. Oh, come on here. Amen. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus said, oh, he's not getting away. He began to cry out. He began to cry out. Hallelujah to God. Amen. The crowd, once again, silence, try to silence him. Amen. He didn't have, he didn't even have four Texans there. They was everybody telling him to be quiet. He didn't even have, he didn't even have four backers. Praise God. Amen. It was just everybody say, hey, hey, come on now. He's on his way. You've missed your opportunity. Let me tell you something, friend. If Jesus is close, you've never missed your opportunity. Matter of fact, I want to tell somebody this morning, amen, that your cry is still good enough to stop him. I said, your cry is still good enough to stop. He'll stop for you. He'll stop for me. But you've got to cry out. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. The Bible said, as he went out of the city, oh, blind Bartimaeus began to cry out. Everything, it didn't look like it was, a, but it was an opportunity. It didn't look like everybody was for what he was doing, but it was an opportunity. Friend, you're not going to find, if you're waiting for the perfect circumstance to present itself before you get from God what you really need, a closer walk, a healing in your body, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, come on here, a greater, deeper understanding, a closer walk, whatever it is, if you're waiting for perfect opportunity uh, perfect circumstances it's probably not going to happen but this morning you've always got perfect opportunity he cried out the more a great deal y'all know the story the bible said hallelujah jesus stood still and called him i'm going to tell you friend you and i have benefited from the times when jesus connected to our life stood still for us he stopped everything he stopped the entourage. I love that, friend. Hey, Amen. If it had been, it, maybe if it was camp meeting time, or maybe if it had been certain, a certain entourage, we'd have just passed him on by. If he'd have been on the road, amen, to Jericho like Jesus you know, Jesus is doing and fulfilling what he said. He gave him the parable, amen, about that one that fell among thieves on the road to Jericho. Come on. Amen. He's not passing him by. He is the high priest. He is the great high priest. He's the one everything's been patterned after. And he stopped. And oh, thank God. Jesus didn't just keep going, but he stopped. He said, call him. Tell him to come here. Aren't you glad? Friend, how many times has God, maybe on a Sunday morning, a Wednesday night, maybe on the way home from work, the Holy Ghost come and got in the cab of that vehicle with you. Amen. And dealt with your heart. And you had opportunity. 
Oh, but sometimes we just don't avail ourselves of the opportunity. I come to tell you this morning, God has given us opportunity. He's given our nation opportunity. He's given, amen, the church of our hour opportunity. If we'll cry out and don't worry about what everything's going, if we'll just cry out, amen, to God, he'll stop. Amen. Praise God. The opportunity, the call is still there. Are you with me this morning? The Bible said that he took off his garment. Now I know you read that and you say, man, that's what I've got to do. I can't, I can't come to Jesus because there's certain things I've got to take off, certain things I've got to do before I come to him. That's not really what that's talking about. I'll tell you why he took that garment off. He's not trying to get good enough to come to him. He's trying to take off everything that would turn him around. If he'd have come to Jesus with that beggar's garment on, the smell and the stench of the street. If he had come to Jesus, amen, just like he was Jesus. Hey, listen, Jesus touched a leper. Jesus, amen, he stood, he stooped down on the ground and wrote, amen, right there at the feet of a woman that had been caught in the very act of immorality and adultery. Amen, Jesus, amen, this kind of, listen, broken humanity doesn't bother him, amen. Amen, blind Bartimaeus didn't do this so Jesus would be impressed. Blind Bartimaeus did, he took off the beggar's garment, amen, he took it off so that he wouldn't turn around. Because if there's anything that would remind him, he might have stood up, what if he stood up and Held on to that garment, held on to the old, held on to the lifestyle. See, it's not, it's not about what I give up. Amen. For Christ, it's about what I'm willing to lay down. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus said, listen, what if he just stood up and said, Oh, this old beggar garment, I've been on the street. He don't really. Now tell him to go on. He don't really want me. No, friend, he's called you. He's done stop now. You done got him. Come on. No, no, no. He'd have held on. What if he'd have held on to that? What if it, what if the thought of all of this, he wasn't good enough? I'll get him next time he comes through Jericho. Friend, there may not be a next time he comes through. I believe God is trying to stir the church of our nation. There may not be a better opportunity for you and I to get in than it is right now. Amen. You look at it today. He's leaving Jericho. He stopped him. Bartimaeus said, listen, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to get rid of this thing. Anything that will turn me around, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to come to him. Are you all with me this morning? Hallelujah. I know some of y'all ain't saying amen because y'all are cold. I know that's what it is. You want to say amen, but you just ain't because you're cold. Praise God. That's all right. Not cold in spirit. It's cold in here. I ain't even sweating. <clears throat> My sweat's evaporating off of me before. Hallelujah. It's a dehydrator in here. Praise God. I'm not complaining. I like it. Praise God. Amen. I'm just funning you a little bit. Praise the Lord. Listen to me, church. He took off his garment and the Bible said he arose. Now when you look up that word arise, it means he stand up with violent force. Who was holding him down? He had to use violence to get up. It was Bartimaeus that was trying to hold himself down. Oh, you're not good enough. Go and say, that devil in that mind, oh, he don't want you. He, he, well, he was talking to somebody else. No, he stood up and said, no, I'm going. Praise God. Sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to use some violence on the flesh. You got to use some violence on the mind, the old nature. You got to use some violence on the enemy. And you got to say, no, I'm making my way to Jesus. I'm not missing the opportunity. <laughs> Hallelujah. He stood up and it came to Jesus. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said that I might receive my sight. I just want to see again. Man, he said to him basically the same thing he told the man that's sick of the palsy. He said, your faith has made you whole. Go thy way. Your faith has made you whole. Man, I'm telling you. 
What an opportunity. I begin to think. Amen. Hallelujah. People that had availed themselves of the opportunity. Glory to God. Different ones down throughout. Amen. The word of God. Hallelujah. Also, my mind also goes to those who didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Who didn't take advantage. My mind will go in a future context to those of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I know that's a very controversial verse of Scripture. And, 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 and we, we like to, you know, maybe hash different things out about it. I understand it, but the Bible plainly says those that have heard the word of God, amen, the Bible plainly says, amen, the, it plainly says, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. Amen, they had opportunity to believe. They had opportunity to have active faith. Are you listening to me? They had opportunity opportunity oh but they didn't take it amen folks I'm going to tell you the only people that's going to miss the rapture are those that didn't get in on the opportunity Ooh, that's quiet on a Sunday morning you say preach don't preach like that on a Sunday morning man I got to do something I got to stir you up hallelujah listen to me folks I'm just, I'm just sharing my heart with you this morning amen I, 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 let me go back to Mark chapter 2 Talking about those that took advantage of the opportunity. Jesus comes to the tomb at Lazarus. And Mary's, uh, Martha's already made him out there. Mary's sitting there finally. Somebody says, Mary, rise. He's calling you. Praise God. She said, she got up and went. She took advantage of the opportunity to go to Jesus. Amen. If it's Bartimaeus, if it's the leper in Mark chapter 1. Hallelujah, if it's the leper that turned out of the ten that turned around to give him praise. Somebody, everybody in this Bible. Amen. The woman at the well, she took advantage of the opportunity. She stayed long enough for, for her heart to be stirred and realize that there was water that this world didn't have. Amen. To give her that she'd never drink, never thirst again. Amen. She stood in the presence of Jesus long enough for her ears to hear on the inside what was happening. The Bible, the gospel is replete. Everything God does for those, amen, that take advantage of the opportunity. Praise God. Don't miss your opportunity this morning. Oh yes, don't miss it this morning. The Bible said in the gospel, Mark chapter 2, which I read to you, the Bible said it when they came to Capernaum. At this time in Jesus' ministry, I'm almost done, believe it or not, I'm trying to, uh, well at least I'm, I'm trying to be almost done. Hallelujah. I got the plane, I got the wheels down, but I'm not hitting the runway yet. Praise God. <laughs> the Bible said that when they came to Capernaum, now at this time in Jesus' ministry, Capernaum was home. I know he's born in Bethlehem, and I know he's uh, a Galilean and, and all that. We're not talking about home. This was his home base for his ministry. For, for a good while in the first part of Jesus' ministry, he based out of Capernaum. It was a Gentile-run city, basically, if you will. It was, a, it was a city that was on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. It was, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Jesus based there. Hallelujah. Amen. And why this is important to me. Amen. If you're going to avail yourself of the opportunity, the Holy Ghost dealt with my heart to make sure I told you. Amen. When I read this, the inferred literal text meant when Jesus was at home. The, inferred, the literal inferred text means when Jesus was at home, at home of Capernaum, his home base. 
See, the idea here is that I want to take advantage of the opportunity because of my familiarity with Jesus. This is where he belongs. He always shows up here. He's always here. Well, if I don't get it this time, well, I'll just, you know, I'm pretty busy right now. Amen to God. I'll get him next time he comes into town. No, because there's coming a time he changes his base of operation. He goes to another place. Amen. Sometimes, listen, there's a lot of people, a lot of folks stop right here and when you grew up in your Capernaum, when you grew up on your Capernaum church pew, you've heard a thousand sermons in your Capernaum. You're the church people. Amen. You're the church folk. You rode the bus. Your daddy was a preacher. Your mama was a Sunday school teacher. Amen. You've been living in Capernaum your whole life. And if we're not careful, we won't take advantage. We'll miss the opportunity because we always say, well, I'm Pentecostal. I'm Pentecost. Amen. What we're saying is this is Jesus' hometown. He'll come by here and touch me. He'll come by here again. Amen. I have opportunity, friend, that's coming today. We may not always have opportunity. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is telling everybody in this building, don't miss your opportunity. Our familiarity with Jesus could be what keeps us out of these altars this morning. Well, I'll, I'll be at church tonight. Well, maybe. I mean, the Cowboys are playing. I may not, but I'll be there Wednesday night. Bible study foundation truths. Praise God. Y'all know, see, when you become familiar with Jesus, we start believing that he'll respond to us like we respond to him. All of a sudden, when we become familiar with him, we, is this okay? All of a sudden, when we get familiar with him, what happens is, praise God, we start making him like us. Don't get mad at me now. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to me. Familiarity, my Capernaum. Friend, don't mistake your Capernaum opportunities with Jesus to always be your permanent opportunities with Jesus. I'm not saying he's going to leave. What the Bible says, he never leave us nor forsake us. I understand, but that's what it says. If I follow him. He's always there. Following. Come on. Amen to God. Following. Amen. Listen to it this morning. Hallelujah. And the Bible said it was noised abroad. Somebody took the opportunity, amen, to publish that Jesus was at Capernaum. Thank God. I don't know about you, but I've missed a lot of opportunities to tell folks about Jesus. To let folks know that he's in the house. Amen. Why was the house full that morning? Because somebody took the opportunity to say, hey, listen, on September the 17th, Jesus is coming. Amen. Come on. I, I know we're not to date, but you understand. There's an empty Somebody heard, amen, that the disciples had got word through the grapevine. Amen. They used the old ancient Twitter with the, you know, the, 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 the cans and the, and the hemp rope, praise God. And amen. No, hallelujah to God, the, the Morris Code. Hallelujah. They didn't do that, amen. But somehow it got to come on. Oh, Jesus on his way. His disciples are coming. Somebody got out in front of Jesus. Somebody got, there was a herald. There was a cry that said, hey, he's coming. Amen. Gather in the house. Oh, somebody took the opportunity to proclaim Christ. Some, what, happened, what happens when God's people take the opportunity to proclaim Christ? I'll tell you what happens. The house gets full. Amen. People bring broken lives. People bring their paralyzed. Amen. Lives, things that can't move. Oh, they bring in the Jesus. Hallelujah. What happens, folks, when we miss our opportunity to proclaim? Amen. We're cutting people out of the house. 
Are you listening to me? Amen. Don't miss your opportunity this morning, man. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. Amen. And they come to him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. Oh, you've heard a thousand sermons on that. But let me just say, those four men, what, what courage. Amen. They're, they're doing something. They took the opportunity to do something for somebody who could not return the favor. This man's paralyzed, if you will. Are you with me? Oh, I'll, Lord, I'll do it. I'll go, but we always kind of attach something to it. But, you know, when it's this or when it's that or if I can just have this or if, it, if it'll work out this way. You know, if it works out, the, uh, we, do, we do real, you know, we call it a fleece. It's not really like Gideon's fleece. Was Lord, if it works out this way, I'll know it's you. If I can just have two burning bushes, Lord, I'll go. We never go because we never get the burning bush. I don't know about you, but I, I just get excited to know that he's going to be in the house. I just want to get out there in front of him and proclaim. I want to bring somebody. It may not. Listen, oh, how long it's been, folks. I've preached in churches and evangelized. My heart's convicted. Like, amen, because I, amen, I'll tell you why. Because it's easier to preach to you on a Sunday morning at Victory Temple than it is out there at the Walmart Supercenter or the Dollar General to the man that needs Christ. Amen. I know what to do here. Amen. But that's my problem our problem we've learned how to do it in church but we've got to do it out there we've got a noise it abroad come on somebody we got a noise it but take the opera don't miss that opportunity don't miss that opportunity there's somebody in your life that's broken somebody that can't get to him i wonder if it's the same guy that noised abroad that jesus was in the house gathered three more friends and went to this guy that couldn't move and said hey listen jesus is coming he's almost here let's go to the house of Let's go to the house and listen to him. They get there, and there was no room. Couldn't even get in at the door. Couldn't even get near the door. They couldn't even, there was not even a place to enter in. It looks like there's no opportunity. But they said, no, Jesus is in there. Amen. And he can heal. When does he want to do it? He wants to do it right now. Hallelujah to God. He wants to do it today. Are you with me? They said, let's get up on the roof. We'll make a door. Sometimes that's what you got to do, folks. The opportunity's there. You just got to make a way to get in. Amen. I know it's not always perfect, but amen, sometimes we're too easily dissuaded. Are you listening to me? Amen. Sometimes we just got to get up on top of that circumstance. We got to get up on top of how bad it is. We got to get up on the roof. Amen. That thing that's keeping us, and we got to dig down through it. Glory to God. You listening to me this morning? They broke that thing up. Oh. Broke it up. I love that. They just broke it in pieces right over where it was and they let him down. What a commotion Jesus is probably teaching. Amen. Wouldn't it be a commotion? Amen. If, if the roof started rumbling and somebody was let down, that, that, that might would be upsetting, praise God. Amen. You understand my point. Jesus is in the middle of teaching the word. The house is full. But I'm going to tell you, those that always, you go through the Gospels, those that re- receive from Christ are those that went through extreme measures to do so. We look at Peter's shadow just touching people, and we say, oh, that's, you know, they're just passing by. Sometimes, sometimes we got to dig to get in his presence. Sometimes we got to break up some things, some obstacles to get in his presence. Have y'all ever tried to get into the presence of God and pray? And it's, I, I, maybe I'm the only one, but it's just like it's about this tall. The whole ceiling. It's like you're having to squat to get in your prayer closet and you just can't. It's not even comfortable to even be in there. 
You don't feel like nothing's going on. You know what you got to do? Sometimes you got to break it up to get, you got to have, you got to break it up to get into his presence. How desperate these men were to get into the presence of Jesus. Folks, how desperate are we to get into the presence of Jesus this morning? Oh, man, what opportunity awaits the desperate soul that says, he's here and I've got to touch him. It may be 1202. It's not really. Don't panic. Amen. It may be this and it may be that. Amen. I know that the, I know the buffet made the line may get long, but man, I've got to have a healing in my body. I've got a lost loved one that needs cry. I've got to break through. I've got to break that thing through. Are you know what I'm talking about here today? There's an opportunity, even if it looks impossible to get in the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Oh, yes, sir. There's an opportunity. They had active faith. I told you that earlier. Amen. Active faith is moving. Couldn't come nigh the door. Amen to God. Notice this. Hallelujah. The verse number six. And there were certain scribes sitting and reasoning within their hearts. Amen. Musicians and singers are coming to make themselves ready as I close here. Listen to me. Amen. You're, don't listen. They didn't. When they got to the door, I don't know where these guys were sitting. They might have been the ones right there at the feet. They might have had the whole. They might. They might have had the whole uh, uh, doorway plugged up. Who knows? I don't know where they were, but the Bible said they just sitting there. Sometimes we get the at the attitude. Amen. I'm not going to get in because there's, there's just too many folks just sitting around, sitting around him. Friend, I want to tell you this morning. Don't let, the, don't let the actions of others and their response to Christ dictate your response to Christ. Say, well, I'd worship him. You know, we kind of just do that. And if we're, you know, nobody else is worshiping. Nobody, it's not this, it's not that. Friend, how long are we going to allow our response to him being in the house dictate by those that's just sitting around? These, these Pharisees were there. And in their heart, they're criticizing Christ. They're not even vocal about it, but they're not moving. They're not doing anything. Friend, this tells me that the attitude of my heart can be, a, can be an obstacle to some people in the house. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be sitting around. I want to I get up on the roof and start trying to break somebody through. I want to be noisy. I want to have an active faith this morning. Right in the presence of Jesus, there was hearts that were critical. Right in the presence of Jesus, there was hearts that were questioning why he was doing what he was doing. Come on, somebody. Notice that those that brought the man with the palsy, they kept moving. Notice that those that were there with the intent... To capitalize on the opportunity. They kept breaking through. They kept digging. Those maybe by the door that were hungry. They kept gathering. They kept listening. Amen. You're not going to be able to do with anything. Folks, listen to me. You're never going to be able to do anything with those that are just sitting around Christ. Amen. Critical of everything going on. Amen. I Don't worry about that, folks. But the Holy Ghost says to you this morning, don't you miss your opportunity. Always going to be folks, people sitting around him. The Bible said in Mark chapter 5, as you stand to your feet here this morning, the Bible said in Mark chapter 5 that Jesus was teaching and 
in a similar circumstance and situation. The Bible said, and the doctors of the law and the Pharisees, and they were sitting by, almost same type language. And the Bible said, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Could it be, you know, Judas Iscariot's daddy? John 12 tells us he was a leper. He's a Pharisee. He gets in because he can hide it. Ooh. Oh, preacher, don't go there. Y'all listen to me for a moment. Here is Judas Iscariot's daddy. He's a leper. Jesus already demonstrated his power over leprosy. But this man sits in the presence of Christ, and he would rather hide it than bring it. He's missing his opportunity. We don't have any recollection of any record of, Jesus, of, of, of Judas Iscariot's dad getting in. We have no record. We have no, no record of any of that. We have no record. Very few of these that are sitting by, amen, have a John 3 experience like Nicodemus the Pharisee. Very few, amen, have a, have a, a, a end of when Christ died and Joseph of Arimathea goes and begs, craves the body of Jesus. He's no longer ashamed to be identified. He's a Pharisee. Very few of those that sit by ever really get in. Ah, oh, but they can. Amen. Amen. They can. But listen to me here today. I don't know about you this morning, but somebody's put their shovel down. What you need to do is keep on digging and breaking through that roof. Somebody here has got needs in their lives. Amen to God. And don't you put it down because you don't see things happening. You just keep pressing for a breakthrough. Amen. You keep looking for that opportunity. Amen to God. Don't. Amen. Miss out. Don't miss your opportunity church Jesus is still just as real let me say that again Jesus is still just as real he's still just as resurrected they hadn't found his bones to this day they've been trying folks they hadn't been able to debunk this thing yet there's still people all, listen to me, there's still people being healed all over the world by the blood and the stripes of Christ. There's still people being saved right now. There's still people being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God hadn't stopped. What he's got to do, what we've got to do is realize the opportunity's there. I've got to break the thing through. I can't miss my opportunity. Hallelujah to God. Oh, there's an opportunity here this morning. I might be here noising in the broad that Jesus is in the house. I hope I can stir somebody to say, you know what? I'm fishing to take a need that hadn't moved in a long time. I'm fishing to take a, I'm fishing to take a certain person that hadn't moved in a long time. I'm fishing to take a, a circumstance that looks like it's paralyzed, like it's almost dead. Amen. But I'm going to bring it up. I may not be able to get it in right now, but I'm going to break that thing through. I'm going to get whatever it takes. I'm going to get into the presence of Jesus. Friends, you've got an opportunity. Say, so can we just have a regular Sunday morning service and be dismissed and can't it just be good enough? Oh, we could if that's what y'all want. But somebody needs to get through the roof this morning. Oh, we can just have regular old church if that's what y'all want. But I don't want that. There's an opportunity. And I need him this morning. 
there's an opportunity and I'm going to break it through. Come on, somebody else. Somebody else said, I'm going to go down there with her and I'm going to lift my hands. Come on. Oh, there's others here this morning. I'm telling you, Victory Temple, don't miss your opportunity. You had a great service last Sunday morning. I saw it on the live feed. We rejoice with you. You know what that tells me? God's trying to move. Don't miss your opportunity. Say, preacher, I know we had a great service last Sunday. Amen. But some of you didn't get in then. I'm going to tell you, friend, don't just sit by. Don't just sit by. Amen. You've got opportunity this morning. Have an active faith this morning. Come on. I want to invite everybody that could. You say, preacher, I'm lost this morning. Get down here. You say, preacher, I don't know him. Get in these altars. Don't leave this house the same. Preacher, I've got an impossible need. Come on down here. Preacher, nobody knows what I'm going through. Jesus does. Get down here. Oh, by God. Come on, I want to invite you to an altar of prayer. I want to invite you. Getting on the opportunity. Getting on the opportunity, church. Come on, hallelujah. 